the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. And on my other screen, we have our long-awaited friend of the podcast, as well as co-host of the podcast, as well as First time I seen him in person yesterday at the Aurora game. So. Yeah, all three hey. of us. In fact, we need yeah. we need to uh, get that photo up. That was like the first time we've all been together since 2020, 19. Yeah, yeah. I, I think know. since like we were in the studio, right? Yeah. So that that'd be 2019. Early. It would have been like February or March of 2020. I think. Yeah. That's nuts. Wow. I know, right? It's been a while. We Long were time. all able to attend the um, Aurora FC games, but overall, um, I mean, it was it was your first match for you, right? So that was it was uh, it was great. So much fun. Really, really enjoyed myself. Um, yeah, I got, that's all I really got to say. It was it was a great time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they had six thousand people show up at this last game. That's crazy. <laughs> our our mutual friend thought, oh, I'll be fine. I'll just buy tickets there at the gate. Wah, right. And then Rodrigo, Rodrigo swooped in. Actually, both you and Bridget swooped in and drew, drew, uh, gave him a solid, as it were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when you can, you can. I had my, my girls team, the majority of them were out there and they had lots of fun. Um, it's always fun when you're scoring, but it's also a nice night and when you're surrounded by friends and community and just 5,000 of your closest friends, it's always um, a good time. So Definitely. Let's, let's just start there. That's a good segue because we can, we, we'll do these together. I, I did it kind of chronologically, but we might as well knock out all the auroras here as, as we uh, gradually and naturally transition into a Minnesota, Minnesota Aurora-centered uh, podcast rather than Minnesota United. Um, so a week ago on Father's Day, in lots of heat and sun, Rodrigo, you were there. I I thought yeah, about I, going, and then I walked I, outside I, and said, "I was not there." No. Oh, you were not there. So you <laughs> no, were was you there. were like me. I was like, you know, what? I can just watch this on TV. I'm gonna do that. Um, so Aurora played the Caw Valley, and final was two nil. Uh, Hanson gets a goal on the twentieth off of a deflection. Then we have Cat Rap, who will once again we'll say her name in a little bit. One of the infamous triplets that are all incredibly talented on the team scores in the 48th. Um, the other highlight, I don't know if you cut this one, Rodrigo, there was a shorts pull in the 76th minute. I can't remember what player it had, but I mean, she was lucky. She did not lose her shorts because they were, so there, there was a strong tug on those shorts. Wow. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's your final two nil uh, Aurora. Keep rolling undefeated in the division. Number one, your thoughts, sir. I think this team is very, like, we've talked how Minnesota United has depth in certain places, right? I think I think Aurora has depth everywhere. Like, and I, we're, not, we're not talking like, you know, you bring in, you sub in a player and, and you know, the talent-wise might drop. No, the, the, it's like, like for, like, talent substitution, right? Like, there's many type uh, attacking players and many players on this team that can play different roles, and I think that's... I think that's awesome. That's what keeps this team playing, you know, two games back to back in a sense and just being able to to bounce back, right? And I think that's that's really helped them this this first season so far. I mean, um having a lot of the key players out there, Sarah Fuller, um Kelsey, um you see uh Cha, right? Hansen Simmons, you know, they're all they're all part of that core and just have people being rotated in and out to help out. I think it's been great. So most definitely. Let, let's go to to yesterday. 
Uh, so Aurora hosted the Chicago Lions. And the Dutch final, Lions, right? The Chicago Dutch Lions. Thank you. Because there was a hilarious chant that went out about that specifically. <laughs> but the, uh, you're, you're not Lions, you're wooden shoes and something else. I can't remember. It was spectacular. No, it was, it, it was a wooden, it was windmills and galoshes. Windmills and, wo- wo- windmills and wooden shoes. <laughs> yeah, windmills and wooden shoes. That's what it was. So good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, 3-1 three, three, is the final. Once again, uh, cat wrap on the score sheet there. I was still waiting in line. I didn't even get to see the first goal. So Rodrigo, do you want to tell him about the first goal? Uh, it was a cross that... Um, Mariah Wynn was able to tap it in from the second post. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those that we were like, wow. You know, uh, if you look at the This is like eighth it, minute. It was so, like, yeah. it was very early. <laughs> so Good on him, though. Yeah. It was good. It was good. And then, so then the third goal, it was, it was funny because, I mean, at, the, at this point, we were sitting together. And is it, what, what, what's the uh, young woman's name? Is it Del... Delamore, I can't remember their her uh, surname. Oh, I, I totally wrote it wrong here. Everybody know. But anyway, we we had her back, so it wasn't clear until I saw it in the replay later on in the news. Um, this is a shoulder goal, sir. I, I thought it was a header. Uh, no, it she scores their shoulder. So, you know, good honor for style points. Um, Chicago got one back at, at one point. It was one one, but it didn't last for very long. Uh, so again. Undefeated season continues. They play their final home game tomorrow against the other Lions, right? <laughs> what, St. They, Louis? The Lions or what? <laughs> Something. I don't know. Uh, and then they think they have like, what is it, three more matches, three road matches, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, they have two games against Green Bay, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, let's, let's see here. Hold on. Let's look at the schedule here. Sure. Quickly. So, uh, so they play the Dutch Lions Sunday. They play the St. Louis Lions. And then Thursday, June 30th, you play the Dutch Lions again away. And then the last two games, July 7th and July 19th, at a Green Bay against the Green Bay Glory. Okay. So, so there you go. So things will be wrapped up. And that's going to be fast. That's less than a month. That's like. Right. And I think two, the understanding. Three weeks, from, two weeks. Yeah. The understanding from, um, from talking to Bridget is that. Uh, need to finish first in the division to uh, um, get into the, the playoffs and then perhaps more than likely host, right? Um, Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little different than what we're used to in terms of like your one and two kind of moving on, sometimes even three. So they got to they gotta win out, which is a feasible thing. Um, since you're looking at the table right now, what's, what's the spread right now between one and two? If you could uh, let them know. Let me, hold on. I'm not actually looking at the table. <laughs> Oh, I thought you had it up. My bad. Don't no, worry about it then. Don't worry no, about it. No, I got it. Just keep on talking. I'll find it. Um, I'm going to go to... Where am I going to go? Do, do, do. I'll just, I'll just talk a little bit about the match since I had so much fun yesterday. It was, it was really cool to see the crew. It was really cool to see lots of uh, old school regulars from the early Minnesota United days. Um and lots of people that I didn't know, haven't seen before. There's there's definitely a a, a vibe and an energy at um, at the TCO Stadium that's reminiscent of of the um, Nessie days, somewhat similar I would say too to like Minneapolis City over at uh, at Augsburg. Um, it was really fun. Yeah, we it, it was cool to do two different perspectives too. So as I mentioned, Rodrigo sat with him and his family. Uh, and the supporters section really close to one of the goals for the second half. But for the first half, they have that little lawn area uh, kind of right below the entrance as you come in. And I, I, I kind of uh, the three of us ended up there kind of by accident. We weren't necessarily trying to go there, but it was great. It was really nice just to like chill out on the lawn and like relax and enjoy the magic. I mean, it just felt like you were I almost felt like you were at a park. Like I felt like it was like Powderhorn, like watching a game. It's great. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, it gives you it gives you somewhat of the Nessie vibes that you were so so used to from the beginning mm-hmm. of the OGs, you know. Yep. Open people, kids running around playing, you know. Yep. Silly chants and then just being really uh, the accessibility to being able to walk into the supporter section and be welcomed and ask if they want you to wave a flag or whatnot. And 
it's it's great it's a lot of fun i mean like being able to heckle people you know i was heckling the referees because they were wearing long sleeves. yes you were uh, uh, shout out to uh to david martin too just absolutely holding it down mm-hmm. spectacular yeah all right you got it up yep so currently uh minnesota is standing first in heartland division uh with 22 points green bay glory is uh in second place with 17 points so okay that's the that's the thing right there right so if you get three points you know that's uh that's quite possibly could be the determination of who wins right like six points there's about you know five point difference so six points could win it so green bay you know as in a position to actually clinch it at home so um so they really do basically need to yep sorry go ahead yeah they gotta win out so they gotta win out that's what i was gonna say there you yeah. go. I mean, they can't lose. That's the one thing they can't do is right now they have a five point lead. Um, um, if you look at the Great Lakes division, the Indy 11 is with 23 points at the top of the league. Racing Louisville FC is at 18. So that's another close race. Um, if you look at the Metropolitan Division, Morris Elite SC has 19. Queensboro FC has 13. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Division, McLean Soccer has 21. Christos FC has 13. And in another New York Close League, uh, the South Atlantic Division has 22 points. And NC Courage U23 has 18. Um, Southeast Division, FC Miami City has 19 points. That's right. And we don't have to go through all of them. I was just wondering there's a couple. There's only one more. So Tampa right, Bay United is, has 19 points. And finally, the South Central Division, South Georgia Tormenta, has 18 points and Chattanooga Rebels have 17 points. So that's the top two in each league. So, so what's interesting to me is, so Louisville and the Courage have second division clubs in this USLW league. Are there, are there any other NWSL clubs in there? Besides those um, two? Not that I saw. That's interesting. The, truth. the only one I could think. So let's see. No, doesn't look like it. Unless it's huh. Charlotte Independence, but that's a, uh, I don't know if that's related. Yeah, there's the NC Courage. I don't know if FC Miami City might not be, but uh, or Orlando couple, or something. Yeah. That's possible. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible, but yeah, that's uh, okay. yeah. Well, there you go. There will be more Aurora updates uh, as we roll along, and hopefully they, like Rodrigo said, hopefully they keep winning out, and we get some uh, we get some playoff action. It'll be really fun. Um, speaking of not playoff action, Minnesota United. Uh, perfect segue. They, they played last Sunday in New England, and I did a very brief solo podcast last week where I, I made the prediction and honestly had very little to do, I think, with my predicting uh, psychic capacity and, and more just the fact that this team is unbelievably predictable at this point. And I think everybody could have foresaw, like I said, scoring first and then absolutely falling to pieces at the second half, letting them get back into it and losing I gave it a spread of either a two to one or a three to one and it ended up being two to one final for new England. Um, Ray gets the PK and then, you know, they, they, they did fine in the first half, I suppose, but just garbage in the second half. And uh, the Borero goal was great from, from uh, Gustavo ball, just doing his thing and taking his time. But honestly, we got to talk about the bow Gustavo ball goal in the 68th minute where he does that free kick um dsc does get maybe a fingertip on it but i mean there's no way he was bringing that thing down it was just so powerful great curve once again the tradition of opposing teams making the highlight reel with minnesota united continues rodrigo (laughs) yeah and i mean dsc um on that first goal it was kind of deflected and then it got cut under him so he wasn't able to fully focus his attention on where the ball was heading and just went right under him. I think that was a frustrating one. That second one, I don't know. It looked like he he could have gotten a hand on it. But regardless, you know, usually DSC is the one that's been saving us games and instead of costing us. But overall, um, it's it's frustrating, you know. You have a good half. And then apparently you disappear. And that's just one thing. And I think what we've talked a lot about is how whenever we play against coaches that can make adjustments at halftime or make those things, it just becomes really um, 
more predictable as to what Minnesota United is going to be. And unfortunately, right now, everyone kind of, kind of, kind of figured that part out, right? You, you, if you put pressure on Reynoso, or you're able to contain him, everything else kind of just falls on the wayside. And then um, it's, you know, it's, well, it's interesting you bring games. up the bring up the coaching aspect there, Rodrigo. Another great segue because as a uh, season ticket holder and just general ticket holder uh, renewals are in process right now. Uh, bold strategy by the Minnesota United front office to renew Adrian Heath's contract for two years. We, we knew this was coming. This wasn't exactly a big surprise, but the fact that it didn't hold it until like the end of the month or or once the tickets were locked in. I'm just, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to let it trail off, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, I mean, he originally had signed his two-year extension in the preseason. He was waiting for his um, assistant coaches to get an extension before one and two announcement, and that had happened, so that's probably why. But we all knew it was going to happen. I mean, Heath is a mediocre coach, middle of the league coach, middle of the league, and um, I mean, that's fine for what you, you, you want to be able to do that, but at, at one point, you need to start looking at what else can you do specifically now that you have a league that's developing younger players at one point, hopefully there'll be your feeder system, but at the same time, you have to work to the strengths of this team and the strengths of this team right now. is not at striker. It's on the wings and maybe get a center back and maybe get a, a fullback. Right. I think. Has we, it ever been at striker? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't years? think so. And I think that's the thing. That is first like, year, maybe when we had Christian one, one out of six. And that's the thing is like you need to you need to do that if you know that you are much better with wingers and and fullbacks you know, and just start stacking on your center backs because we have an older defensive line and I think that's what you kind of want to focus on because I don't think in the past six years our our strikers have been the the goal scorers we literally has been our midfielders and our wingers so if that's what's working for you you should try to really try to play to those strengths. I, I do not have uh, Charlie Davies queued up here. I should have because he he went off again in, on uh, extra time and had some gems. Um, so go go listen to that if you if you want to hear him do his thing like he does so well. But there there's going to be blowback. There already is blowback. Um, I don't know. The, this team <laughs> once again, this team is just I don't I don't even know what to say. They're 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 constantly putting their supporters and ticket holders and ticket holders in, in, uh, in contempt, it feels like this massive, massive disrespect. Um, right. And I, and I think the, the supporter sections and the supporters, specifically the ones that have been in it since the beginning, you know, feel that frustration that's been building on over years and are not as interested as they were before, specifically when there's other soccer options that are beginning to, you know, be become more accessible. 100%. You got the Auroras, you got, you know, Minneapolis city playing in three different leagues. Right. Yep. And so, I mean, it's like, you know, I took my boys to a Minneapolis city game. Right. And they loved it. Right. I mean, they got to be ball kids to have that kind of opportunity is, is, is great for kids. And so like, I think overall, like there's, there's more soccer options that they were when this team started. And I think some of that, um, you know, you can do that and you can talk about how like Aurora is drawing 5,000, you know, you know, over literally at almost each game, each home yep. game. So it's like, you know, that's where 5,000 new people go. Like if it happens to be one of the places to go, that's what's going to happen. Right. Um, and, and that's, it, it is what it is. It's like, you know, the, the FO and the, and the club need to realize that there's other ways that you need to entice the fan base. And if you, you know, um, I love my, I love my blanket that I got that I had to use all four of my season tickets to be able to get like a blanket. It doesn't even cover me. And so like, <laughs> that's great. Right. Uh, I mean, we, we, you know, what happened to the days where we could get like a scarf, right? I mean, people mm-hmm. love scarves. I was like, so I don't know what's going on, but overall they, they need to hit a reset button and a pause and just have a, have a hard look at what else they can do to, to engage the fan base. Cause right now some of these fan bases, are not are not as engaged, and I think I mean some of it has to do with winning, right? I'm sure if Minnesota goes on a three winning three game winning winning streak, um, people will start coming back more and start paying more attention to. But until that happens, 
and we don't know when, if you look at the schedule, when that's going to happen. I mean, if you lose against Miami this next game, that's going to be be rough. Yeah, that was going to be rough. So. Yep, yep, agreed. Um, well, let's do some, a quick little MLS wraparound here. I don't know if there's any big ones from last week that, that stand out to you, Rodrigo. Um, the uh, big one on regular ABC was Seattle and LAFC 1-1 tie. Uh, I didn't catch much of it, but from what I understood, it was a really fun match. I mean, obviously it would be two of the best teams going. Bigotes is active for some reason. You guys can hear the, the, the massive, massive destructive power of that bark. Um, Red Bulls have kind of been on a tear lately. 2-0 uh, over Toronto. Austin gets a win. I don't know. Any, any big surprises or anything that you want to look at? Vancouver, kind of a surprise win over Dallas. Um, Salt Lake is the one I kind of wanted to bring up. Also, have they've been on a real tear. They're sitting second right now in the West. Um, did you get to see that? Sabarino goal, the, the the volley flick. No, no, no. I have not. Oh my lord! MLS. Spectacular! What a great goal! I mean, I I remember watching this guy uh, last year. He was with uh, Alecho Mineiro, um, that, that won Brasileiro, and also were in um, Libertadores and everything. I mean, just a super, super smart, super talented, attacking uh, vision, attacking uh, prowess, and man, he has not let up. Like that, that same fire is there and. You know, good for good, good on them. Like, you know, Real Salt Lake doing the thing. Why not? Yeah, I, I mean, I think things that 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 I, I I'm interested in like right now is like Austin beat Montreal one nothing, so Austin's still doing its thing. Uh, Charlotte, after firing their coach, was able to tie you know a lonesome Columbus, and how we can talk about um, how um, Molino's career has been so far with 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 Columbus almost non-existent. I thought. You know the the Philadelphia tie against Cincinnati. That was that, that was an interesting game. Um, you know the result. Um, DC United is I don't know where they're at. I mean they literally um, Edison Flores is signing with Atlas, and that's literally that. Oh, that's where know. he's going. I, I heard there was yeah. a rumor. I didn't know where the destination was. Yeah. Okay. So then, then that's pretty much done deal. And then um, yeah, I don't know what DC United is going to do in that sense. I mean. They're, they're going to sign. They signed a Chilean player, uh, according to some friends on Twitter. Uh, and I told them, you know, sign a Bolivian player. And that's when the dynasty comes back. That's what I told them. You know, the last last people that actually do something with the with DC United, you know, was, of course, right, right. El Diablo, Marco Echeverri. Diablo. Juan Moreno. So, oh, so, that hair. Yeah. That hair. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes us follically challenged, folks. Very, very jealous. Um. Let's talk about, you mentioned um, Seattle, or rather Columbus. Columbus had a big deal go through, Rodrigo. Uh, Chucho Hernandez from um, Colombia, right? Plays for the Colombian national team. I think recently he was at uh, Wolves in, in the English Premier League. Uh, nose for goal, fox in the box, really, you know, powerful, good striker, kind of kind of built like one of our, our mutual favorites, Granji um, Ronaldo from back in the day from Brazil. I mean, he's a... He's a big boy striker. He's not a little striker. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, they need to replace the goals that Zardes used to create that after they traded him, right? I mean, so so I think that's that's one way of doing it. Uh, but I think, I don't know, I think uh, Columbus needs a needs an injection of life in a sense. Um, they have not had a great season so far. And we're at like at halfway point almost. So hopefully they'll, they're able to, to do with the summer window, some things that like, like this, that will just reignite the fire in them and, and do that. Molino, Molino is finally healthy. So that's a good thing, but um, it's, they just got to play and they just got to be able to, to figure things out. I mean, it's just, this is not the Columbus team I was expecting. So, yeah. I didn't put it in here, but I think this was a $10 million deal or maybe even a little bit more, which is they, they just say club record deal. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it hits. It's a Gustavo Bo deal, right? Gustavo right. Bo is like $9 million, $10 million. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the one that just dropped uh, today, I think today. Yeah. Um, this is from Bogart, Tom Bogart. He's saying that uh, there were rumors kind of flying around that Gareth Bale and, and uh, LAFC were like flirting and, you know, having some wine together in the backyard and, you know, cut, cutting like 
the really, really fancy cheese and, you know, doing all that whole thing. <laughs> but it sounds like finalizing a deal is, is the rumor right now with Gareth Bale to LAFC free agent. Um, yeah, apparently the, the thing that stands out to me here, I mean, we obviously know Champions League, Free La League is blah, 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 but he will not require a DP spot, which is kind of interesting. So, Which which you makes you want to think it's how long is the contract for then, right? Sure, sure. DP, DP money... Um, might might do that so they might buy it down with some tam but i don't i don't know it'd be interesting i mean like you think about it gareth bale carlos vela you know i mean you got that's a that's a strong strong um it's a strong squad right there i think right now and yeah. i just i just don't know what this means for carlos vela in a sense right because they kind of play in a similar position in a sense so we'll see he loves la like he, he keeps on saying how much he wants to stay like he likes it for his family he likes it for himself like I don't. I don't think he necessarily wants to leave unless like a really amazing European offer or something comes in. Or yeah, or but he, uh, I mean, like Vela uh, is what thirty something. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Remember. I think. I think the Europe Europe door is closed for that matter. Possible, but may, but maybe like a Ligue Miakis team wants to bring him back. Yeah, like no, Swan I think Song it's fine if he wants to. But, but I, I that's think, the thing. I don't think he wants to. But the the thing is, is that you know now you have two older players on a on a, on a really good team. So we'll see how that how how that's that's going to work out for them. You know, are you are you shocked that uh, Adrian Heath was not in this conversation? That Gareth Bale didn't want to play for Adrian Heath. I'm, I'm I'm glad he wasn't. I can't even I can't I'm even saying. finish the joke. I can't even finish the yeah. bit. Um, I mean, he he thought that Gustavo Bo was a ten million dollar striker, and that's what happens when you get a ten million dollar striker. I was like, okay, so then you, why don't you get a ten million dollar striker, uh, right? And this the deep pocket. I think you know, in all honesty, like if I were to switch it back to Minnesota, I think Minnesota needs to like start spending money in the league itself, in the sense of like getting players in the league. Like if you're going to get mm-hmm. a striker. Get a, a Bobasi, right? Ask how much, you know, pay the $3 million or the $4 million that you paid uh, for. I'll the one that got away. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, or you pay a striker, right? Uh, pay a striker that, that that's going to do that, but pay the, it, you know, someone who's already playing within the, the league that knows yeah. how to play in the league. And I think that's, uh, that's a much better investment than trying to fly someone in, have them succeed for maybe the first summer transfer window and for some reason never 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 really succeed after that the uh, million dollar frenchman that uh, gets to warm the bench uh all right we're gonna go how about tomorrow inter miami hosting minnesota united they have not played because everything kind of the, the team itself became came into existence over covid and then there was all the other stuff blah 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 so this will actually be like the first regular season match um Air Miami aren't good. Minnesota United aren't good. Who, who's going to be the best of the worst? <laughs> I mean, we have to win this game. Like, if there's ever like a, a have to win game, it's like it's this game. Like, like you have to win this game. Like, seriously, you lose to you know uh, an expansion team that's been struggling on and off. Um, who it's it's just like you you do have players that can play in your team you just have to be able to a not only motivate them but also play them when they need to be playing and i think that's one of the things that you do and enter miami like as as bad as they are they can score right they've have they can score goals and we've seen them that doing that right they can go on a scoring streak and that's the thing i think that's the that's probably going to be the thing that we need to really focus on is and we love to push our fullbacks forward, so that leaves, leaves us exposed on a counterattack. And so that's one of the things that you have to kind of plan for. I believe that we should win at least, you know, one nothing, two nothing, right? Or maybe a two one. But I, if you don't win this game, I think a lot of a lot of more people, a lot of the the grumbling that we've been hearing a lot is just going to continue <laughs> oh, and yeah. just get worse, right? I think that's one of the things. It's this is if you're going to start turning around your season, I think Inter Miami is the team to go it against. Yeah, um, can't disagree there. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and just do the the regular song and dance we're familiar with. Uh, Minnesota scores first, fall apart in the second half. Inter-Miami puts up two, another two-to-one Inter-Miami win. Um, NWSL, 
let's go. I, I don't know any, anything big here for you. I mean, the, 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 sorry, the narrative here, there's two. Portland absolutely wiping the floor with Orlando. 6-0. Just and, and it was spread out so much, too. I think I can't remember who one person had a, uh, a brace. And then it was the other four goals were all over the place from totally different players, I think it was. But then speaking of tearing it up is we got to talk about San Diego Wave and uh, Alex Morgan. Right. I mean, absolutely if you look on at it, fire. If you look at the Portland but, Thorns, it was uh, Sugita, the 21st. Uh, Sauerbrunn at the 25th, Sophia Smith at the 63rd and the 86th, yep. Natalia uh, at the 79th, and Taylor Porter, like, literally in extra time. So, so, like, so everybody, you get a goal, you get a you goal. You get a goal, you get a goal. <laughs> I mean, just, just looking at the stats for this game, right, it's like 27 shots to six. Amazing. I mean, that's that's crazy, yeah. right? You usually don't 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 want to do that, right? But, like, yeah, I mean... It, it's crazy, but like you, we were talking about the San Diego Wave, let's let's talk about that game. Uh, Alex Morgan scores a, a brace. Three uh, nil is the final. Uh, it, it was, you know, I love we love we all love this program. Love Ashlyn Harris, but she just did not have a great day. She was on her butt most of the match, just really really working hard. Um, but the story here is is Alex Morgan. Um, she has already passed uh, the Golden Boot winner last year uh, at currently at eleven goals. They're what halfway through the season, so she could potentially put up another eleven goals. This is ridiculous. Just I mean, just, on a, just think on a about tear, it. On a tear, Alex Alex Morgan is averaging a little bit over a goal per game, and so she scored eleven goals in ten matches. That's yep. like that's nuts. Insane. Good honor. Out of It's incredible. Um, we did some. What are we doing here? Open Cup into the quarterfinals. Uh, the first one's probably the most important one here. LA Galaxy hosting Sacramento Republic from the USL. And Sac Republic, not intimidated. They take it to them. They score early in the fourth minute, um, get a own goal. And then uh, so <laughs> Sacramento Republic scores all the goals. They score the fourth, they own goal in the 18th, and they score again in the 70th. But your final is two to one with – Sac Republic moving on to the semifinals. So there is a USL team in the semifinals, which is the way it should be. Makes me happy. Right. And and the person that scored for Sacramento Republic at the fourth minute was me. That's my double double ganger, Rodrigo Lopez. That's my double ah, ganger. Nice. Um, I mean, it, it looked like a very fun game. I didn't get a chance to watch this besides the highlight, but you highlights the same. You, you could totally see that Sacramento was mostly on the counter type of team. And yep. um, that's exactly what got them. I mean, if you look at the rest of the games, I mean, uh, the Sporks were able to do what. Uh, yeah, it made me sad. What what <laughs> Minnesota United could not do to the Bulls, uh, and then just just let them have it. And I think one it was of the a little embarrassing. Game, six six and the, <laughs> Yeah, it was one of the quotes from the games. One of the the, the Sporting KC, KC, KC players was like, "You know, we took them seriously like an MLS team." And we decided to take them out, and that's how you should take an opponent. That's yes, yes, exactly. You should take them seriously. And not just try to, you know, do that. You should make everyone available. And it's just, if you want to win, you got to make sure you put your best foot forward. So that's right. That's right. But congrats to Union Omaha for having a phenomenal run. I mean, oh, yeah. For, no, I mean, first time ever. History, and you're in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and then we had the, the New York Derby there. Uh, and Red Bull actually gets this one. So Red Bull three, uh, NYCFC nil. So there you go. Yeah, there so were a couple of red cards in this game too. There so. were. I heard this one got a little out of control. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, two New York teams, you expect something like this to happen. But yep. yeah, two red cards is always not a thing. And then we have this Wednesday, June 29th, uh, Orlando City and Nashville are playing Thank for you. the other side. So yeah. Yep. So we'll have those semis set later on in the week. Um, we're moving through, moving through. And, I mean, like I said, it, it would have been great. It would have been awesome if, if Omaha would have been in there as well. But at the very least, there's one USL representative. So that makes me happy. It's the way it should be. It's great. Um, Sounders and that, Sporks. No, Go ahead. No, please. Not only that, but the, the Republic, Sacramento Republic, gets to host the oh, game yeah. against Kansas City. So that should be fun. Hell, yeah. Uh, Sounders and Sparks are playing right now on the big ABC. Uh, I don't know if we have any score update. I suppose I can take a little look here. 
Looks like it's one nil Seattle right now. Um, I don't know if there's anything else in the slate that you're really cued into besides Inter Miami, Minnesota later, Rodrigo's or anything else. You got the Texas Derby happening, Austin, Dallas. That could be a fun one. Um, but yeah. I, I think, MLS, you know, I think. I think Portland, Colorado is always going to be fun. I want to see what LAFC does against um, Red Bulls, right? Since they've been in, yes. in, in a little bit of a tear. So that should be an interesting tomorrow. game. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are really NYCFC too. Also mm-hmm. tomorrow. So are either of those on regular TV? Oh, LAFC Red Bulls on, on ABC. Sweet. Yep. Well, you know you what I'm watch doing. It. Good times. All right. Let's go to Minneapolis City. Um, they had a a rough stint in Canada. We already mentioned the one in uh, Thunder Bay. Then they went to uh, Winnipeg and also lost. So they're still they're still chasing that that first win in USL two. Um, I didn't even put the NPSL updates in here. If you have any, Rodrigo, I, I know they're kind of in a bad way as well. It's not quite as bad as the as the first team, um, but we can just go to the good news, which is the futures <laughs> just continue to be awesome. Um, they played in playoffs against uh, Minneapolis. Uh, F- is it? FC, FC Minneapolis, Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Thank you. Osseo, yep. The Osseo High School, that's what they played. Right. And it went to and PKs. Went to PKs. Take it away. Go ahead. Yeah. And so the game was tied 2-2 after regulation and all the other stuff. So they went into PKs and um, um, they ended up winning 4-3. So that means that um, – does the Futures play Vlora? I think I put it in here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, where did I stick it in? I thought I put it in somewhere here. I think they played Vlora. Because Blora for the, yeah. Is it the final or the semifinal? Um, that's a good question. That's probably one thing I'm not too. I guess I didn't put it in here. I, yeah. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it. We'll, we'll update or, or just listen to the people's pitch. <laughs> they really get into it there over you go. there. They'll have you all this stuff. Or just, <laughs> they will. or just, you know, just tweet at, at Coach Matt. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll get back at you. Or just go. Um, I mean, it, it's great. They're doing so well. And if it's not the final, they're close to the final. So, it's dope that there's that really great talent pool to play from, which I'm, I'm, I'm teeing it up here for you, Rodrigo. Go. Well, a bunch of um, future kids were uh, called up to the uh, MPSL team. Is that correct? Right. I think that's what they're going to. Uh, and so one of um, one of the ones that we've been kind of keeping an eye, our eye on and, and, and kind of started a hashtag for is uh, Mutu. Is actually being called to the MPSL team, so that's actually an awesome uh, step. Um, I actually, when I took my kids to watch at the, at their home field uh, to where they played, I think Bed City. Um, um, I was at, I had my boys team there, and uh, we were able to catch up with Coach Mutu, and he really, um, you know, is really thankful for all the love that we give him and all the support. Um, he really values it, uh, and you know, I, I think. Mutu is, 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 a, is a good story in a sense of the sense, not only because of uh, what he's currently doing, he's a, he's a really good player, but also for me, it, you know, I spent the whole summer, last summer, coaching right next to him side by side with two different teams, right? We combined practice. We talked about strategy. I mean, this is a young kid who's trying to be better and learn. has a passion for the game. Is um, you know, he went to Humboldt High School, right? I mean, you know, when I, when he, when he sat down and talked to me, I was like, look, listen, you, you got to take care of, you got to take every opportunity you get because you earned it. Right. I mean, you don't have the resources that other people have had and you still do well. And I said, you just have to keep on working hard, taking care of your body and then just be patient. There's going to be that time because he really wants to play in the top team. And I, I totally understand that. And I love that ambition. I was like, you just, just got to play the game. You know, you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. People notice you. People understand it, um, and I think that's 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 it. So, all of you who've been you know doing the mood to watch hashtag or sending him a message truly appreciates it, and I'm really excited to be able to see him play um, at a, at a different level. And I think that's probably going to be a lot of fun when when I get to go out there and cheer for him. So. You've been directly involved in this, by the way. Like you, you are essentially Mutu Watch. So <laughs> I know that the team actually, like, or or Coach Matt, somebody actually involved you and brought you into it on social media. So that that was fun to see. Yeah, no, that was that was that was that was interesting. Um, but um, actually, Nubia noticed that Coach Matt had uh, 
had tagged me on it and yeah, I was like, oh, this is awesome. So like, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's good news. And there's a bunch of other younger players too, that for the futures that are, they're getting a chance. And I think that's what this, that's right. That's, that's what this is. This is really important in a sense. Like when futures started their, when city started their futures program, we wanted to be able to see how this would develop. Right. And I think playing in, in three different leagues at three different levels really um, helps them move players around and i think as as this program grows they will have a much larger pool that they can go ahead and create teams over and yep. i think that's what you want to do but this is you know this is a city kid this is a saint paul kid who's getting a chance to be able to do something that he loves and play and play soccer in in an in a amateur uh way hopefully to be semi-pro at one point but regardless i think that's just that's just a great option and i'm, I'm looking forward to when um you know, city decides to open it up, same options for the women and, and have that option too. But so far, you know, you know, I think, I think that they're doing a good job and it's showing, right. I mean, we've yeah. seen the young kids play in uh, open cup matches. We've seen young kids play in different things. And I think that's the flexibility that they have, right. I mean, when you go to three, three different leagues, long seasons, right. You're going to need to, you, everyone's going to get a chance to play at one point somewhere else. And I think that's what it is. I was going to pull it up here. So in a few hours, in fact, uh, the senior team, the USL2 team plays uh, Peoria, hopefully going for that first win. I'm going to do my best to make it out. And to exactly what you're talking about here from the Futures League, we have Alvaro Arce, Carlos Robles, and Jonathan Bayer all being called up. Oh, no, sorry. That's that's to the MPSL. My bad. But I, but there were some that they called up to the uh, – and I, I know I saw it. Somebody was getting – called up to the uh, oh here we go um ramzi oro akondo he uh he's been on fire for the future he's been called up to the usl league two first team there it is so anyway it, it exactly to your point i'm just trying to give some actual names to what you've been saying right uh, right right Rodrigo, everybody's moving around Appreciate everybody's getting it, yeah. an opportunity so there you go so it'll be cool and if anybody wants to make it out and say what's up, it's a 6 p.m. kickoff, I believe, this evening. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Hopefully they get that W. Got to chase that W. That's all I got for local stuff, unless you want to add anything. Man, Aurora's fun. Aurora is fun. I know. I had a lot of fun just hanging out with you guys. There's a video out there that Minnesota Football Show retweeted. Uh, I don't know if you were there. I think you guys had left. Uh, you and Luis had left. Um and um, I had a beer left, and we can't leave without beer. So then my kids literally made me chug it online, and ah. Bridget and Bridget put it out um, uh, on her account. And so, uh, yeah. Oh, this this was post match yeah, after post-match. we were taught there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yep. funny. Nice. So family moment. You know, um, my kids cheer me on chugging a beer. Beautiful. Yep. All right, stick around. We'll do a little internationals here. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show where we talk international soccer news. And I'm going to let Eric take it away because he's had some updates in Brazil. It's, it's not a lot. It, it was kind of a light week, um, but uh, there's always something. And so in, in Brasileira, Corinthians hosted Goiás, and they won 1-0. I watched this match. I actually missed the goal, but I got it on at halftime. It was a PK, and it was one of these PKs that's not a PK. Like, it, it, was, it was clearly, you know, method acting happening. There, there was hardly even a touch just really good drama that ended up drawing the foul and giving it. Um, and then Goyaz is just like kind of the opposite of Minnesota United. They're just like absolutely took it to them on the second half. They could not convert, but they held them at the very least one nil final. And then the real drama started after this match because there, there's, there's this tension that's been there forever between um, well, just, just like in any league, but like the teams that don't have a lot of capital and the teams that have all the capital, the big fish, little fish, where they go, you know what I'm saying? And 
So all the little teams basically started writing articles and it, and it got into like mainstream Brazilian press. Like I actually got, uh, uh, I didn't put it in here, but there was a global article coming out all over the place saying, saying oh, here's, here's another example of money and Corinthians and Nike just throwing all, everything around and buying refs and, and doing uh, all the corrupt things to knock off a little fish. Well, I should have had this match. It should have been at least a nil-nil draw, blah, blah, blah. And, and then the other examples came through it too, but everybody's really zeroing in on this one that basically Sangoyaz got screwed, which, you know, I of course agree they, they, uh, they did, but it was, it was interesting to see it kind of spiral and take off the way it did and, and, and all the different uh, media outlets pick up on it as, as like this marquee example of big fish corruption against the little guys. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. I'm not going to argue against that. <laughs> um, Copa do Brasil happened as well. Um, the two Goiás teams, like the Derby, is happening here, and Atlético Goiás, or Atlético Goianense rather, hosted Goiás. It was a nil-nil tie, so they're going to flip next time. Um, Paranaense beats Bahia 2-1, Fortaleza 2-0 over Ceará, which is interesting because Fortaleza are doing really, really bad in regular league. Um, Corinthians are flying high, 4-0 over Santos, but the big one that everybody was talking about was Atlético Mineiro versus Flamengo, where you have like all the stars shining. Uh, I don't know if you got to see the hooky chip, man, but it was out of this world, just a volley from nowhere. And, and it was one of those where it honestly for a second looked like it was going to go into the stands. <laughs> but he chipped it so high. It's like, wow. But it just takes one bounce bloop, and then right in the net. You're like, okay, never mind. Um, and then Gabi goal scored as well. So it was, it was really this back and forth match. And there, that's one of those where they, there was just shit talking back and forth. And like, they can't wait for the, the next round to go uh, for Flamengo to host. Cause you know, they, that fire is still going to be there. So that, that was a really interesting one. Um, yeah, we can skip Fluminense 2-1 over Cruzeiro, Sao Paulo, one over Palmeiras, whatever. Let's get some transfer stuff. I don't have a lot. This one was more for Bridget. Uh, we, we knew, that uh, Sergio Mane was, was leaving Liverpool. Uh, there was a couple suitors and ends up going to be Bayern Munich. Man, that's going to be fun. That 35 is fun. million. Whew. I mean, you Get imagine it. Davies and, and Mane. Yeah. It's a lot of speed. There's a and lot if, and of if speed. Lee stays where he, if Levi stays where he goes, I mean, that's just. I mean, Mueller feels like he's never going to retire. He's going to be yeah. the guy in the wheelchair out there playing some sort of role. Um, and let's see what other news we have. Uh, Paul Pogba returns to Juventus. That was a, oh, yeah, that was that's a big right. deal. Right. Um, City uh, is trying to move uh, for Stefan Ortega. And it could free up uh, a U.S. men's national sack Stefan to go on and alone. So that's, ah, that's a possibility. Right. That would be um, a good thing, actually. Um, time. let's see there's there's always rumors as to if if neymar is going to stay with P, psg but um but uh let's see uh oh. can afford him i mean that, that's that, that it's kind of like the messy question is like yeah. the options i think are kind of limited so it looks like an italian team uh salernita salernitana have offered cavani a three-year contract at least on cavani hmm. so we'll see if that even acts up um but yeah yeah, I mean, Nick Pope got added to Newcastle. Um, I mean, Nuno Nuno Tavares uh, is, is always a you know. Um, there's just a lot of a um, lot of things just popping off right currently. But overall, yeah. I mean, it's still early, so um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. Of course, Turner to Arsenal. We we knew that from from uh, the New England match. We didn't mention he was there, didn't play. Um, signed some autographs. The, the the funny thing about that is he he's he's doing his big sign off and like thanking everybody for all of his time there at uh, at uh, New England. And then did, did you see the kid in the Tottenham shirt that asked him for the autograph and yeah. he snubs him? And he snubs him. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was something. He's already he's already like dialed in, Rodrigo. <laughs> he's like, nope. <laughs> okay. Um, big matches in Brasileirão that I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, Corinthians and Santos. That's number two versus number eight. And 
always a, a, a some big São Paulo battle there between those two. That should be a really fun match. Um, Guayas needs to get some points back. They had a really grueling uh, three-match week last week, and they did okay. They ended up with uh, five points, which is fine, I think. It's actually somewhat better considering the competition they were under. But uh, they need this win, so I might try and catch that one tomorrow. Guayaba. They're, you know, in terms of, like, little fish, they're both kind of there, so I think they can pull it off. Um, I'm going to throw to you, Rodrigo, because there is tons of women's football coming shortly i mean here we are at the end of june so next week is july already which sounds right bananas and, to say and there's and a lot take it from there yeah, yeah it's happening um let's start with um let's start let's see um with the uefa women's zero 2022 that's july 6th uh through the 31st right you want to you want to see if like for example the dutch can um you know can if netherlands can repeat in the euros right um how will england do right will, will how will france better this year right i think that's um that's scandinavian teams yeah. always super strong mm-hmm. so that's i caught some fun. highlights of um denmark played brazil and in, in, right. in the friendly and, and, the, and, and the they thing they too is, this is this, this new tournament this whole tournament is going to be on espn and espn2 in the ah, app so cool. so people can watch that if you need it uh, the one that's also interesting is studs right around the same time, July 4th through the 18th, the Coca-Cola Women's Championship. It's the newly formatted Coca-Cola Women's Championship for North America and the surrounding regions. And um, the reigning World Cup champions, the U.S. World National Team, remains the, the favorite. But 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 I just want to see this, like, Mexico game. Like, seriously. Like, the Mexicanas have been upping up their game, not only with the league, but everything else. And um, that should be a fun game. And that's going to be on CBS Sports Network as well as Paramount Plus. So people can. Is this a new tournament? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is, is there any incentive? I mean, does it feed into anything or it's more just like here, here's a trophy for the, the for this indiv- in, independent thing? You know what I'm saying? That's a good question. I'm not okay. sure, actually. I'd have to do a little bit more digging. If I do, I'll find it. I'll let you know for sure. But sure. yeah, keep if going. you guys know, know let us know. Yeah. Let us know, please. I know yeah. there's more, so keep going. Yeah. I mean, you have um, the Africa Women's Cup of Nations. That's July 2nd to the 23rd. So kicking off in Morocco. Um, and so that should be really interesting for those. That's unfortunately, I can't watch it because it's going to be MB and Sports Extra. Uh, the one, yeah, no thumbs down. Yeah, the one that I'm really excited about because they promised this in Coma Bowl, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago, feels like it. It's the Women's Copa America. So Copa America Femenina, July 8th through the 30th. It's going to be hosted in Colombia for the first time, and it's way overdue. Um, this is going to, this Copa will qualify three South American nations for the 2023 World Cup. So they are some things that you need to be in that so that's going to be important with another two Very important going into the playoffs so in this tournament there are two groups of five with the final stages taking place in bucaramanga and expectations are that um it's going to be played into big crowds and so we'll see i mean there's i'm that's... curious what the uh accessibility is going to be for this because the last time they did a really good job. Everything was on Facebook. Remember that? Yeah, I don't Facebook. know, but um, it says FS1 I'm no longer on FS2, Facebook, so, so I hope yeah. it's not on Facebook. But maybe maybe yeah. they'll throw some stuff on Instagram, or it'll be on, uh, you know, Vix. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it says FS1 and FS2, but we'll see, right? Okay. I mean, uh, and then, of course, finally but not least, it's the Oceania's World Cup. Uh, Women's Nations Cup for July 13th to the 30th. Uh, unfortunately, you might actually have to look for a YouTube channel or a Facebook channel or some pirate to be able to watch this. But um, the tournament is in Fiji and it will look a little different this year because the reigning champion of the last four tournaments won't be participating. That team is, of course, New Zealand, right? Uh, as a co-host oh. of the 2023 Women's World Cup. All right. They, they automatically qualify for the big stage. Right. So they don't have to. They don't have to do that. So. So, there you go. So, so, so essentially every confederation but the Asian confederation 
is, has it's got played. something going on yeah. in July. In July. July is the summer. <laughs> is the month for women's women's international soccer. Like that is intense. Yeah. Like I might not watch MLS for July and just <laughs> I mean you may, you may not miss much, Rodrigo, particularly yeah, with know, the local I team. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, once you know, once I mean I'm hoping that Aurora get get to get to keep that that lead on the first place and then we get the host oh, yeah. to play. I wasn't referring to them. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, because then that could just totally play into, you know, uh, Copa, Copa America Femenina and all the other, like the Euros and all that stuff. That should be fun to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I hope I get to catch some of those matches. I'm going to have to figure out a way to get them or, or maybe you got Disney plus dude. Disney plus you got the package. You can, you can get the ESPN plus thing going. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's all I got though for, for internationals, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be more for next week. We'll, we'll punch it in as it comes. And, and I'll, I'll mention the, uh, the Patreon, patreon.com backslash MN football show where we take requests. I mean, we'll take requests. If you, if you get us on, on Twitter, IG or whatever, or just old school email, um, we'll absolutely cover what you want, but uh, we have some fun chatter and, and movement usually in, in the, in the Slack for patrons. And we absolutely take those suggestions and get those up first. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. I'm going to go see some Minneapolis city and Rodrigo, I'm sure you'll be at the Aurora match. Um, I would like to be, I, I just don't think it's feasible for me to get to three, three games in three days. <laughs> yeah. That, that might, that might lead for you, you know, sleeping in the basement for like a week much. or something like that. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, it's it, things are good, and I, I, man, I'll absolutely my energy will be far more focused on Minnesota next year. I, I, I'll say that as a final statement. All right. Well, hopefully everyone enjoys this week all these games. Gets ready for all these July games that we'll be watching and talking about. And if you have any questions, any comments, just let us know. If you're a uh, um, Patreon member. Our Slack channel, also our general channel, and our Slack channel always have suggestions or anything else to follow. Um, yep. Just tweet at us, Instagram us. Have a great day. Yell at us at the matches. Say hi. We like to talk yeah. to people. We, we, we it's, it's nice we to uh, be out with humanity. Just don't encourage Finally. me to chug beers because I'm more than likely will. So that's just not a good thing. <laughs> we, we leave that to your family, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. Uh, thank you. All right, everyone. Always a pleasure. Yep. Love you, brother. Thanks, listeners. Ciao. Yep. Take care. day has passed and yes nailed it again um nothing i'm proud about and nothing anybody else could not have done it's just how predictable this team is i know everybody's frustrated and there's a lot of anger and what can we say um it's been a long time coming a long reckoning and maybe some people are saying well you guys are really coming down on now no go back and listen this has been a very consistent thing for many many years it's just now that we're getting to a six-year point uh, plus another two, plus however many more. I'll just encourage folks to um, to take action of some kind, whatever that may be, to let the FO know how you feel. And sadly, in a capitalist society, that may mean speaking with your capital if you're able to do so. And also a reminder too, of course, Adrian Heath is, you know, the most visible and largest part of the issue here, but he is a symptom of a much larger problem with deep corruption in this front office ever since the move to MLS. Um, I would just focus in a little bit more on that, the idea of a white-collar criminal owner that uh, paid millions of dollars to not go to prison for securities fraud, uh, you know, buying the team, and then us, I suppose, uh, gullibly accepting or thinking that things would be okay with that kind of a background from the jump. I mean, that is... That's where we started. So, I mean, you talk about rotten to the core from the get-go. That's what this team is. Um, let me posit something here, perhaps an um, alternative narrative or a, just an idea of, of Adrian Heath as the uh, anti-hero. Sorry, Zeller, but you might enjoy this. So, I, I don't think that it's any kind of a coincidence that uh, Adrian Heath and Donald Trump 
come up around the same time. I think they're very parallel individuals in a lot of ways. But uh, I had this idea that he's very much a con man. And, you know, he saw a very rich billionaire, millionaire owner that had no idea what he was doing and saw an opportunity and has essentially been fleecing him now for six years and moving his way up the organization and giving himself power, giving himself um, giving himself barriers so that he can't leave under any regular normal circumstances. And, you know, Dr. Bill is uh, aloof and had no idea. And, you know, he's got money, so he wouldn't notice anyway. But in the meantime, he was just getting uh, richer and richer off of his, off of his ignorance. Um, so if anybody wants to uh, write that into a play or film, uh, you know, let's get that production moving. All right, everyone. Um, Sequitha, be safe, and uh, you know, fuck this team. <laughs>